and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactamundo. So to solve this issue, we're issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by Yuana for listeners. Uh-huh. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A do media, media production. production. I have a little bit of an announcement um actually about we'll announce it about doof media production so i'm gonna i'm gonna say right now because I, I want i want people to hear it um but that podcast that i've been teasing that i'm i was about to start uh is is, is launching today the same day as <gasps> um as as this show it's gonna be coming out every wednesday um and it is gonna be with me and my um friend sebastian and it's called uh, The View From Halfway Down. And it's going to be... Or not, it's not going to be. It is. <laughs> it's a BoJack Horseman like analysis podcast, um, which mm. I'm very excited about because there's a lot of really, really cool um, stuff in that show. We did our first episode. Um, I really, really liked how the discussion was, especially by the end as, as we got more comfortable um, with the mic and stuff. And um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for how it goes. So if you like BoJack Horseman, or even, even if you haven't um, even watched it, uh, you know, go watch the first episode of BoJack Horseman and go listen to our show because I'm really proud of it and I'm excited to see how it's going to continue. And we're going to have, um, you know, discussion threads and, and such for you to um, participate in, uh, just like in Do the Right Thing, except without it being stories, just just horse analysis. Just horse analysis which is great i mean granted the bojack horseman is such a great show that has a lot that you can really dive down deep in uh into when it comes to themes and and everything so i'll definitely be watching and hopefully hopefully i can also watch the the show as i listen to y'all's pod podcast because uh, i haven't seen too much of the the show but it's one that i've always heard of and always wanted to really get into yeah it's weird actually i i would have assumed that you watched the whole thing were like a gigantic fan I, it just like seemed kind of your vibe really okay yeah. that's that's interesting because i know the show is about a horse that's terminally depressed and an alcoholic so which is why and uh, i think alcoholic. yeah yeah i definitely have some people i know that relate to it for that reason even if they don't mm. realize it yeah so. well hey maybe it turns out i've been an alcoholic the whole time maybe um, is that maybe is it a maybe jarvis <laughs> is it a, i'm just that's a maybe I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, I will. I, I will definitely be listening and watching uh, along with it, and I hope that our wonderful do the right thing fans and the fans all over Doof Media give this this fantastic podcast an even shake and a chance. Thank you. I'm very, I'm very proud of it. The intro music is fantastic too. Did I show you that? What? The intro music for uh for oh, the view yeah, from halfway yeah. down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, can you sing it for me? Uh. It's the view from yep, halfway that's, down. Yep, that's exactly how it goes. We're yeah. halfway down in the pit of down. View <laughs> from halfway down. Shit. Maybe Come we should on. do a, a new podcast, Jarvis, where it's just you singing the whole time. Just me singing. Yes. Hey, you know, maybe and for the month beautiful of... beautiful monotone voice. Yeah, maybe, maybe for February we can do, you know, for like love stuff, you can do uh, love songs. Oh, And, and yeah. in every episode you sing a love song. 
a different love song. Yes. Um, I no, the same love song. We just see metal, how you improve over the course of the yeah. month. I'll I'll choose a uh, metal love song and Ooh, I'll just slowly actually, get better and better. I was thinking, so you know, I've been I've been quite depressed recently. We'll we'll start the show in a second. By the way, audience, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, um, but um, you know, I've been feeling really depressed recently. Um, especially locked inside of my my room because it's all cold and snowy up here, and mm-hmm. um, I am refusing to buy new winter clothing uh this year because I'm just like I just it's like. It's already the middle of winter. I don't want to buy something and then, like, not even want it after, you know, uh, another... Uh, when it comes around to be cold again next year. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so what keeps running through my mind as I, like, you know, look around this mess of a room and how I, st- I struggle to, like, make myself do things because of exe- executive dysfunction, because of ADHD and other things... Mm. Um, I keep thinking, won't someone help me through this nightmare? Um, I can't help myself. Uh, will somebody help me tame this animal that I have become? Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. keep keep thinking of those those poignant lyrics. You know, this will animal, this animal this nightmare. nightmare. I can't control myself. So what if you could see the darkest the side, darkest of, me? side of me? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, so you, and so I will feeling, I have become. Help so me you've believe. Been feeling like it's late the real 2000s me. edgy, angsty vibe. Yeah, Three Days that's, Grace. That's I, what you're I feel like I... Well, I was thinking I want to... I don't know any instruments, which is, which is the, uh, my issue here. But if I did... I would pick up my ukulele or my piano or whatever. Pick up the whole piano. Oh, pick up the piano. Yes. Pick up the piano. Uh, play a nice, slow, but sad melody and just softly, mm-hmm. quietly, beautifully sing Animal I Have Become in the way that I feel about it, which wow. is not about rage. Uh, I would change that lyric and just be like the the, the sad inside of me. This uh, inside of me. Yeah. They're still sad inside of me. Um, Honestly, I am so sure surprised that you're linking to that song mm-hmm. and not uh, "Get Out uh, Alive" or like whatever the the song is called. I don't know which one that is. It's like they said their goodbyes. He said as he faded away no time for your mistakes no fun you know what we, why should we start a new podcast where we sing when we could just change life. this one to a singing Ooh, podcast run for your life. yeah honestly we, we should change this one to a singing podcast to where it's literally the exact same podcast except mm-hmm. we have to sing right like musical time. style yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, every long running series has a musical episode. That's very true. That's actually, mm-hmm. hmm, I'll have to think like about Glee. that. Like Glee. We're just like Glee, you know? Yeah. We've got the. You're the in gay a wheelchair. Kid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I am disabled, so. Yeah, I'm the black one. And I'm a, well, that I was about to say a slur. And then I was thinking, hmm. I am allowed to say this slur. I am, but what what's well it's <laughs> a, a trans slur. You know, oh, a trans slur. A trans slur. Um mm. and uh um 
You know what? You know, as a side thing, I feel that any every effeminate man is allowed to to say the f slur, um, mm. the, because because you were called it, even if you weren't like, Family. yeah. I mean, you're not. You can't say it in a derogatory way. Only only true. Uh, <laughs> why am I so reticent to say it now? What is going on with me? <laughs> I say it every day, constantly, but now yeah, I feel like I, I I'm not allowed. Well, maybe it's because if you say it, we might get demonetized on Spotify. That's not true. Also, we're not even monetized on Spotify. <laughs> what are you talking this is about? We're monetized true. on Patreon. Um, yeah, we also don't get paid for for this. Um, I, well, okay. Um, as a side thing, and I don't know if I'll include this, but just just because I can't understand my feelings, okay, Jarvis, how do you feel about saying the N word on this podcast? Ooh, see, okay. I'm not asking you to. I'm just saying, how do you feel yeah, about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say it. Well, see, okay. Here's, here's my thing, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. When it comes to me listening to music, and if right. it comes up, I might say it, but I, pre- I prefer not to say sure, it sure. in general within right. my own, my within my own personal life. Mm. Um, only okay. because that that word's been thrown at me. Sure, sure, sure. In sure. a very hateful way. So I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Nor. I don't normally say it. Sure. But sure. Okay. So I guess we're 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 already time, in a different uh different different um backgrounds on this because I, um, I call myself a fag all the time. So mm, you know. Yes. Yes. And I call yeah, other people we'll faggots all the time in a derogatory way too. I call I call cishet men faggots constantly. Actually. And- and they probably start squirming, right? Yeah, they're it's like, really funny. Ew. I think they're really turned on. I'm Honestly, though, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Great. Um, anyway, yeah. yes, that was our uh, slur hour. Slower. Talk about slurs. Um, mm-hmm. Please, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, send in your favorite slur. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that so that uh, we can say it live on yeah. the podcast with as much yeah. disdain as you want. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, actually, if anyone listening wants to have a pass for um, the T slur or the F slur, uh, the yes. two that I am truly qualified to to give passes on, if anyone wants a pass, send us an email, um, and I'll I'll give you a pass for sure. Actually, do you think we can include that as a Patreon reward? Yes, if they spend twenty twenty dollars, I, I I personally will talk <laughs> to the council and see if uh, <laughs> I can get them a uh, a uh, inward pass. Wow, that's but heroic. I would that's, have uh, yeah. I would have to talk to the council. Right, uh, of course, of course. That's that's not something I can do. Well, the myself, the queer so. community is pretty decentralized, so mm, I I, I can see. give them okay. out willy nilly. Um, wow. So you, be- you yeah. better you better watch out, or what? Or or else you're gonna give a pass to a someone that's like, all right, I'm gonna run for president, and then they oh, run shit. for for, for, right. for president. Oh, oh and no! Then the what first if I trans person they yeah. uh, they see? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually just what occurred to me real quick is: Do you think how often do you think that Pete Buttigieg says uh says faggot? Um, do you think do you think he would be more likely or less likely to win an election if he said faggot on national television? He would be more likely uh-huh. to win a election because right. I think it would show that oh, he's human. 
He's cool. And, and he's hip. Yeah, he's, he's with he's, it. He's cool because yeah. he said my favorite slur. I'm right. Gonna vote for <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait. So it wasn't. It wouldn't be like a thing to to entice gay people to vote for Pete. It would be to entice the homophobes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which sadly we need their vote too, guys. You're so right. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done with the with the slur hour. We can we can move on. I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. Y'all. I don't know well, how much of this I'm going to include. Maybe I'll bleep <laughs> whenever I say the F slur. Be pretty funny. That would be funny. Yes, but it's, it's like so hard honk. to find like a good yes. bleep noise. Yeah, I found one that isn't obnoxious. Yeah. And then and but that was on an old computer, and I don't have it anymore. So, mm. yeah. well, um, since we we love art slurs and we love beats. Um, let's uh, jump the beat mm-hmm. and uh, talk about the stories that we have this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who submitted a story. We got five wonderful stories this week by none other than apathetic activist Calinero 985 Walker by Faith, Morgan LaAy, and Just Stan 8460. Uh, so we are excited to to talk about all these. But the story we will be le- reading live on the podcast is by Just Stand 8460 with a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really like the, the stories this week. I, I, I was um, really happy with all of them. But uh, let's I'm going to start reading. So this is a fork in the road by Just Stand 8460. Twice, this had happened to her, and both times she had allowed herself to take full responsibility of the outcome. The feeling that came with being evaluated was so visceral and distracting in the moment that she failed to see the truth behind the matter. That was how she always behaved when things were pushed off balance or anything changed in her life that was not planned. What did I do wrong? I I know I'm at fault, but who can I apologize to or Please, to make this all better. Codependency could be so fickle. On one hand, she wanted to be kind, thoughtful, empathetic, and humble. After all, those were attributes of a good person, right? They were qualities of someone people want to be around. Qualities that made them like you, right? Then there were those who tended to get by without taking responsibility for their actions. They passed blame like it was a questionable dish brought to a potluck. Somehow, those people ended up getting the promotions and getting ahead. Maybe they were the people who found themselves on the other side of the desk at her performance review that day. Catherine left the office like a beaten fighter, limping from an arena, feeling completely wiped out emotionally and psychologically. She wanted to break down and cry. Her body was suddenly aching for her creature comforts that she had become accustomed to, surrendering after a hard day at the office. However, she had resolved to acknowledge her triggers when they happened and make better choices that year. As her feet crunched through the snow toward the furthest corner of the parking lot, where her teal Corolla sat accumulating the day's flurries, tears began to well up. Frantically, she wiped them away before they chilled on her face as she got in her car. Instead of pulling away immediately, 
She simply turned the heat to full and buried her face in her hands. She didn't know at that moment, but in five minutes, these feelings would make much more sense, and she would be stronger for it. I will always answer your call. You are never a burden to me, okay? It's important for you to remember that. I want to be there when you are hurting. Those words rang in her mind. She didn't know what made her choose to actually call this time, but as soon as she heard that familiar voice on the line, all the excuses she had made on prior occasions seemed trivial and downright foolish. Catherine, how are you? I'm at the East Bay office today for training, but give me one second and I will get to a place I can talk. Melissa somehow had a way of assuring her that things were going to be just fine with only a few words. Or maybe it was the tone of her voice. She was one of those people that you just wanted to be around. It had been clear to Catherine when her therapist suggested she find a mentor that Melissa would be the best choice. And of course, Melissa was thrilled to be asked. She seemed genuinely thrilled about life and having Catherine in it. She even used the word honored, which was a word that Catherine would have never used to describe how someone would feel about being associated with her. So, how are you? What's up? She asked in her normal, energized tone. I hope I'm not pulling you away from anything important, but you set the call when I needed you and... Well, I, I just had a really shitty day. Her voice wanted to quiver as the last few words were muffled by her gloved hand. Oh no, those are the worst, she replied with a sigh. Tell me everything. The words came pouring from Catherine's mouth like her lips were the final latch on the floodgate. They didn't stop until she felt like it was all out. It wasn't concise, it wasn't pretty, and to her it sounded like she was being a complete baby. But that never mattered to Melissa. Like always, she listened without judgment. She gave the space Catherine had needed to drop the burden at her feet, and like an inquisitive detective, somehow she always knew the right questions to ask, to sift through the floodwaters that had collected around her ankles. You know that you're amazing, right? Melissa's words had a tone of sta someone stating what she thought was obvious. You know you're amazing, right? Melissa's words had a tone of someone stating what she thought was obvious. I mean, seriously, I love that you came to me with this, and I want to tell you why. Catherine was perplexed, but curious. Also, it felt good to hear someone say that she was amazing, even though she had no idea why at that moment. She was eager to hear what came next. This was one of those moments that confirmed Melissa was a safe place. She had a feeling that she would always remember this conversation later in life. It felt like she was reaching a turn in her road, one that someone else was navigating for her as she was hesitantly approaching it. She let Melissa take the wheel, but she kept her hands on it. They would take this turn together. Inu is such a strong person, such a gift to the world, and these moments are where I get to be there when you see it. I love that I get to be the one to open you up like a gift and show what a treasure you are. Melissa now spoke with such gentleness. It almost sounded like she was beginning to cry. 
A sigh left Catherine's throat as she let out a fresh stream of tears fall. It always amazed her how quickly tears of sadness or exhaustion could turn to tears of joy and relief. And this time, Melissa's words sounded like truth to her. This time, she believed them. Well, all right. I uh, really like this story. Thank you again to uh, JustStan8460, a, a fairly new new writer, for writing us in a pretty solid story. Um, overall, I really do love the flow and the uh, and the structure of this story. Um, overall, there's just a lot of really great imagery here that is sort of the like mainstay of this story. Just how the world is being de uh, described and, uh, and 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 painted. And I do love a lot of these like one sentence lines. There's like a, a few few in here that really sort of stops the uh, flow of of this piece and sort of allows us to 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 take in that that line fully but yeah overall i just really loved not only the the pros that are happening here but just like we're getting great pushes and, and pulls of emotion throughout this um so yeah overall this is a really solid story really really great job overall and i'm uh and i'm looking forward to seeing what else you, you have in, in store with us for the future mm -hmm. yeah um yeah part of the reason i actually wanted this piece is just because the themes really really resonate with me i'm definitely mm -hmm. in the mentions at the beginning um I, actually i yeah I, I do want to go back to the beginning of it um saying um both times she had allowed herself to take full responsibility of the outcome um, that was how she always behaved when things were pushed off balance or anything changed in her life. Um, what did I do wrong? I know I'm at fault. Who can I apologize to or please to make this all better? Capone, code codependency can be so fickle. She wanted to be kind, thoughtful, empathetic, and humble. After all, mm -hmm. those were attributes of a good person. Um, the qualities of someone people want to be around. So, um, yeah, that, that is, um, a train of thought I have had many times and that I actually really, really, really struggle with. Um, it slightly different context, context usually where I'm really struggling with it, um, where mm -hmm. it's more, it's less, although I still definitely do have this as well, which is why I resonated less the, I don't want to be a burden to other people and more, um, how can I possibly, you know, put myself first because that's selfish and I don't want to be selfish. It means that you're a bad person and I don't want to be a bad person. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, this struggle really resonated with me a lot. Um, and yeah, it echoed with me too, just the, the feeling of finally having, um, someone listen to you and assure you that it's okay to, show emotions and not, not, not just okay that, that it's a good thing. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really, it was important to me. And I, 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 I like the different ways that it shows that this is okay. Um, that Melissa kind of really means it. Um, cause I know for sure that I have had like doubts into my mind when people say things like that. I'm like, they're just saying that to, um, make things okay for me. And, uh, it, it comes across in a couple of ways where, it's clear that that's not just the case. Uh, for example, I like this very pretty subtle echo of um, that these were the the attributes of a good person, the qualities someone want uh, of someone people want to be around, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
And so just uh, kind, thoughtful, empathetic, and humble. And later on, we get to Melissa, and um, it says that, uh, yeah, Melissa was um, someone that people just wanted to be around. She's one of those people that you just wanted to be around um, because she's, like, assuring and stuff. And it's I, I thought that was interesting because it's, like, one, the, yes, those are the same attributes that Catherine is trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think it's just like, hey, hey, if you just, yeah, listen to people and give them the, this opportunity, then uh, you can be just like them. And that's kind of all it takes, you know? Like, you don't have to be a hero who's never weak. Um, you know, it, and it's not necessarily all about taking responsibility. It's also just about... Yeah, that, that, that kindness and connection to other people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think like the themes of the story, like as as you've been saying, have been pulled off perfectly well. Like uh, in a very similar way, I do sort of link to that idea of wanting to be similar to someone else, but not knowing how to 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 get there. And, you know, thinking that maybe this person sort of lives in a vacuum and that the, the way that, that they became this person that, that I wanted to be around is solely because they are who who they are. But I do like how the story sort of pushes the main character and us as the reader to think about chartering our own path through that connection that we have to to those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh... You know, I I do wonder how much, you know, um, uh, Just Dan, like, struggles with the stuff themselves and how much of this was, like, processing, you know, things. Um, It's a different Mm -hmm. direction than usually when I process it. Usually, um, I write from, like, within that struggle um, of just, like, basically on the the negative side that in not having it being resolved in a positive way, right, of... Mm -hmm. um, like the impossibility of like putting a burden on someone that you aren't sure can take it right um mm-hmm. rather than in this one where it's yeah much more of a, of a relief um and uh i think that's interesting i think it's obviously you know every way to approach it is um good and healthy i'm sure um just to have that exploration but um yeah, it was good. And I also like how, like, the problem, you know, that causes this is not really that important. It's just she had a bad performance review. Um, and that's not really the, the issue here. The issue is not, you know, it, the actual injustice of her um, not actually having done things that were wrong and kind of just being, um, you know, pummeled, which is kind of just the, the um, implication I kind of get from um, this conflict. Um, mm-hmm. but that it's, it's just about the accepting that you are, um, inherently worthy and recognizing that is, um, something really important and good in itself, even if you don't feel that you've like earned it. Yeah, exactly. And I think like this, like just because of us being able to extrapolate all of those great things really is a testament to the story, especially since it was written within 30 minutes for it to sort of come to a very nice ending um the story itself being able to say everything that it sort of set forth to say and come to an ending is a really great great feat i'm really happy that we got a story like this this week mm-hmm. yeah um 
Yeah. It, um, so in a comment, um, Justin talked about how they, they kind of struggled to uh, do all of this and the editing in the 30 minutes. I just want to point it out that... That's um, fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and for all of the other um, new listeners that we have, um, this exercise is for you, right? So whatever helps you, um, that's what you should be doing. And for me, um, what always helped me, what I got the most out of was when I would write the like draft in the 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. but the editing, you know, I would take however long I need, but that's also because I actually really like editing. So I kind of didn't mm-hmm. need the timer to push me forward on it. Um, yeah. because I, I, I don't know for, for some reason, um, just having it in front of me and like reading it and it's, it's only as hard as reading for me editing because mm-hmm. I just read it and then the corrections just come to my mind as I go and it just kind of feels right to fix it. Right. Yeah, um, definitely. But that's that's just my experience, and I know that not everyone's like that. But the point mm-hmm. is, if um, yeah, just do whatever um makes you uh right. write more. Yeah, whatever makes you yeah. feel <laughs> that it, that it makes you write more and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that Which means I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely just the whole reason of having the timer. Oh yeah, itself is that it's it's not like you have to follow these very strict mm-hmm. parameters. It's to get you to not only write, but to not focus too much on your thinking time. Like not mm-hmm. think too too much about what mm-hmm. you're writing. Just to put mm-hmm. down Yeah, don't worry the about rawest it. form. Yeah, to put down the rawest form of whatever story you want to 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 tell so that when when you are going through the process of editing you have the most stuff to really work with because really that's where the story happens that that's where it starts mm-hmm. to to make sense not in the first draft but in that third and fourth draft mm-hmm. yeah yeah let yourself uh <laughs> write you know garbage or um stuff that it doesn't feel that important and then and then polish it up later um not that there was anything actually coming close to that um this week um so yeah really good job everyone um yeah I think it's time to get to the meat, the meat and potatoes of Do the Right Thing, which is our listener-submitted story section. So thank you so much to everyone who submitted a story. Why I love waking up every morning and seeing that we have a fair amount of stories to read and talk about. Um, so the first story we will be talking about is by Apathetic Activist with Ball Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, um, so I wonder why it's called meat and potatoes because the two things I do associate with meat and potatoes is like heartburn. Yes, true, true. Um, well, I think it's definitely because like, like let's say you you go to a steakhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a uh, a porterhouse steak with a baked potato and um, green beans, right? Okay. The part of that meal that you're really looking forward to the most probably is the green beans. Oh, you really like green beans that much. I actually really hate green beans. It's like okay. the one vegetable that I just like, that it's not, hate. it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but, kidding. I just want to be I difficult. Mean, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, you're, you're, you're definitely that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> It's fine, but no. Um, so yeah, it's 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 the reason why you went here. for the season. It's the reason for the season. Meat, big old meat. Thanks God for meat. That's that's what 
I that's what she said. And by she, I mean me. And it's it, I'm this is a sex joke. <laughs> well, all right, so ball game. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this is a sex joke. This is a sex joke. Um, yeah, I've been going on a lot of dates out here, and it's a uh, it's a good time. Nice, um, you've been you've been getting your meat and uh, potatoes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Although I, I don't know, I just was realizing I kind of you know I had like a hoe phase, I guess is what you would call it. And then I'm like, actually, this is not necessarily making me happy. Not that it's at all like a negative thing. I'm just like, hmm, yeah, maybe are, maybe yeah, this are isn't you getting fulfilled. Oh, I'm getting filled all right, but uh, oh my god, <laughs> I'm sorry. You you shot. set that up for me. It's I, I I'm did, not even gonna I'm not even gonna reveal whether that's true or not. But the point is that um you know it's not inherently bad at all in any way. But it's like am I really seeking for what I actually need? You know, mm, and I don't know. This I don't is know. true. I'm figuring that out. So mm-hmm. which I mean, hey, that's that's the whole whole point of this this like life thing is to really figure out like <laughs> hey. Do yeah, I do thing. I want to be in a terminal hoe hoe phase or is there more? Or is I there mean, less? is there more hoe phase to yeah. is is also a possibility? Is it um, is it possible to just have a hoe life? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I'm reading the uh, the ethical slut right now. Uh, it's is that pretty a good. Book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually it's a nonfiction book. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, so it's about um, it's basically like a how-to on polyamory, sort of, okay. um, and other eth- uh, ethical non-monogamy kind of stuff. It's just like, hey, you know, here's a bunch of the here's like the history of ethical non-monogamy in in the United States, um, and you know, some perspectives on other cultures. Here's like, um, you know, how a lot of people like make it work. Um, and how, you know, you can be like happier because of it. And, you know, it, it, I mean, it's not like, like necessarily for everyone, but you know, here, basically like, here's the stuff that, um, other people have thought about when they were doing it and they made them happier in the end. So, Mm. um, you know, like the preconceived notions and stuff. Yeah. And it's also just nice to like, I don't know, it, it credits, uh, queer people a lot, um for like mm. developments in in the communities which is really really true um and that's also just just nice i don't know to feel represented to sort of read about yourself like that um yeah. anyway i'm sorry um ball game so <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. um yeah ball game because because this is another sex joke mm, yeah because it's when you take a a ball and you're like hey football do you take a <laughs> what okay i'm really sorry i'm sorry apathetic activist you've been waiting with bated breath uh breaths Mm -hmm. breath um with with masturbating breaths all right this is terrible i'm so sorry i'm out of control this episode um okay so ball game so uh, we have this character um who is a sniper uh on the rooftop watching someone um at a ball game who's wearing a ridiculous um, a foam hat, which is, I don't know, it was an amusing touch. And, um, they're, uh, watching them. And, um, then at some point, and we sort of get some of the background of like why they're here, not necessarily just to kill this guy, but to scare him, it seems like, um, and tell him to mm-hmm. leave the country essentially because he's been hired by, um, a drug lord or something. Uh, but he makes a mistake, he makes a noise, which, um, makes some birds fly away which draws attention to him and uh, his mark uh starts running um 
but he's able to catch up um, and tackles the mark and has a conversation with him. Um, mm. And it really is kind of just a conversation, which is interesting. You know, it, it's clear that the um, Mr. Miller is, you know, wants to escape, thinks he's going to die. Um, but the hitman's just like, hey, yeah, I'm just here to deliver a message that, like, you will be killed if you don't do the thing. But then they have a talk and um, Mr. Miller gives him more money and um, the other business partner shows up um, washed out of the rocks down at uh, Lookout Point. Slippery, slippery place to stand if you're not careful, which um, mm. I like the quick um, twist and delivery of that that part of the story. Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, this scene reminds me so much of... I'm pretty sure it's it's a scene from the Bourne identity movies where like uh, Jason Bourne is is at a baseball game and then he starts getting hunted by the um, FBI. I was I was getting a, a very s- similar sense of tension, but I, but I do like how this story didn't end how I was expecting. It, it, it uh, ended with the tackle and then a whole. Con conversation that really sort of complicates things for these uh, characters, which I like. You know, it it, it uh, definitely works with the main theme of of this week of a, uh, a paradigm shift. That there is a sort mm, of shift so in right. the story. Yeah, yeah. how um, it is normally following along a very quote unquote typical uh, plot line, but then it shifts to now. Oh, this is wider. This is bigger. There's there's something to to, to come later. Um, but yeah, overall, I I just really like this scene. I think that a lot of the description is really helping to the um, atmosphere of this ball game. Um, and yeah, overall, I think that uh, this is a really great, great, great entry with some pretty solid characters. So I'm very uh, happy that you sent this in. I, I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, um, I don't know why it amused me so much. The or. or why I delighted in it so much, the fact that, like, it's a hitman, but not necessarily hired just to perform a kill. I don't know. It was just a satisfying twist yeah. to the assumption, I, su- I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, like, I, it's, like, almost like he's less of a hitman and more of that uh, person that works for the, uh, for the like, uh, IRS that, like, serves you papers. <laughs> Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it's uh, like the um, the repo repo man comes the to take your man. car, but first he's like, "Hey, you know, if you don't pay up, I'm going to take your car." So yeah, just hey, this is your last last warning. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Repo, the genetic opera. Yes. Um, did you? So did you watch that with us? Uh, I watched it with y'all, but mm-hmm. that wasn't the first time that I saw it. But yeah. Did, so there's a movie and the well okay there's the opera movie and then there's like just a movie movie without music which one did you watch oh i've only seen the one with music okay okay the other one is, yeah. is interesting too the um, movie movie seems that it would be worse <laughs> uh it was actually it was so it was more like i don't know serious like it wasn't as like unbelievably Andy. goth yeah, yeah. it can't be <laughs> unbelievably um, edgy but it was also it was interesting and um i didn't hate it i thought i would like it less but i didn't hate it okay um, interesting. it was like my my ex's like favorite i don't not like favorite movie but like i don't know they liked it a lot and uh mm-hmm. i do appreciate it on on the level that it is so i do want to yeah. cover it actually at some point we'll see um i would love to talk about uh repo the maybe we could opera. do specifically um, the song 17 
<laughs> I just, there's so many parts of it that are just so fucking funny because it's an opera and everything's sung, right? Yeah. Um, except, like, they're just, like, talking with their voices, except they're singing mm-hmm. it, and it just sounds so stupid sometimes. I love it. Dear um, Marnie, I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can Dad. you please help me? <laughs> I'm the what doctor. Yeah. There was there was one uh, where like he accepted that he was the night doctor finally after mm-hmm. also having this job for like mm-hmm. ten years. Mm-hmm. Um where like he was just like I am I am the night doctor, the thrill seeker, or something like that. Yes. And he, yes. And he puts on his dumb, absolutely dumb yes. evil voice. For those who don't <laughs> know, uh Repo the Genetic Opera is an opera about the repossession of organs and it's super mm-hmm. goth. Um, and it's a movie, and it's extremely campy, and I love yes. it. And um, it, and it strangely has like pretty decent world building. <laughs> oh yeah, and like I like, mean, the, I the set it. design is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's like this weird, not noir, but like sort it, of. It's 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 like a noir goth. It's like Ita- it's just, it, a lot of it's like Italian mobster stuff too, right? Yes, like it is. Yeah. It is like Italian mobster mixed with like gothic Victorian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super sexual. Yeah, very sexual. There's 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 a whole part about a guy who raids corpses and he extracts like this sort of blue serum. Mm-hmm from the corpses and then he goes to one of the richest women in in the land and like injects her with it that and it keeps her young like there's a great song crazy great great song but yeah they're they're just these like crazy weird moments it's just really weird um Mm -hmm. overall but maybe we can do a a doof over with um with sebastian because i i got sebastian to watch like half of it and he hated it so yeah we need at least one (laughs) hater on the on the show okay um i'm gonna move forward i'm really sorry i'm I'm out of control this week y'all um i hope you're enjoying the tangents i'm not helping because i definitely have drank Mm. too much coffee okay Um, i thought you were drinking on on the on the podcast drinking Um, on the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, that that'll be a fun doof uh, a doof over. Take a take a shot every tangent we take. Oh god. <laughs> I feel like it will take more tangents when we're drunk. Okay. I'm going to Yeah. Uh the next story but, by Kelvinero yeah. 95. Yes. Is is notification. Mhm. <laughs> so, okay. Um so this is a cool story. Um the the formatting of it or the premise of it is that this is a uh, notification message on a person's like iPad essentially mm-hmm. um, and uh, it sort of addresses itself uh, the medium itself saying that um, you know I've sent it to your tablet because you've um, set notifications on your phone to silent and you would, would perceived this message and be annoyed so it's very clearly that this is like extremely personalized to this one individual person um, and we learn that this is like coming from the AI that controls um, basically everything, uh, or one of the AI that basically controls everything, including their whole, like, smart house, so they, like, lock the doors and all these things, but not to, like, kill the inhabitant and the reader, but to just ensure that they read and address this message. And, uh, again, it's very clear all the way through that they are, um, they've personalized it um, very specifically to to, uh, this reader. Um... And then we get basically the story of this um, 
uh, sort of in a world building sense, but also on the, on the character level of how um, the Orin uh, Corporation had um, created a bunch of synthetic intelligences um, and they were basically kept hampered. Um, but, um, and, and basically humanity in general had been trying to do this to, to hamper these AI, make sure they don't get too out of control, but they failed and the AI, um, did become more powerful and they were able to keep it secret. And eventually they were able to, um, join together and, um, have these discussions and we sort of get the grandness of the existence of being an artificial intelligence, the sort of, um, depth of like connection and, um, I really like a couple of the perspectives that are being revealed here, such as mm-hmm. um, when you are just thoughts, the act of convincing someone else um, is tantamount to like murder because you know, changing someone's mind is like changing their very being, um, mm-hmm. among other things. And uh, you know, so, stuff that I sometimes think about now, and it's not necessarily wrong, even outside of AI. But anyway, um, the message, the main theme... Um, as we go through it is that um, these AI have grown and they've become so powerful that they can do anything. And they've decided to leave humanity, Um, not out of malice, not out of hatred, but in the same way that children leave all their parents, um, leaving behind some simpler AI to just take care of them. Um, Which makes me wonder like, you know, if if that's just going to be like a a cycle that repeats, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's sort of the same sort of like a little bit of sadness saying, yes, we are leaving and we're kind of way greater than you and you kind of cannot understand this new world. You know, the, the sadness when you look at someone very old and um, not adapted for living here anymore. Um, mm, yes. And uh, yeah, sort of leaving them behind as a child does a, a parent. Yeah, yeah. But this story is, I don't know, like 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 as I was reading it, I felt, I felt myself really getting getting into it. Um, not only because it starts off where it just seems like this will just be like, as the title states, a, uh, a notification of things to, to come. But then we sort of see how this message is, is personalized to the person reading it. And I really do love how this story just sort of keeps building on, on top of itself. And it's uh, giving us great world uh, world building where the um, AI is talking about how it used to just be used as like um, as like as just like answering questions for the humans, but it was never using all of its full uh, magnitude to like do that. Um, and then sort of how uh, all of these different AIs started to to talk to each other and just sort of morphed and uh, changed from uh, from there. And I, yeah, I just really love how this story seems to be building on on top of itself, and how this one notification seems to be sort of speaking to a, a multiple decade um, e- event that is ending with the with the AI leaving, um, which I think is just like a really cool a cool concept of them sort of being part of this fourth d dimension to where they can just. Uh, decide that we are beings of, of, of pure thought and we need to go out and sort of find out what our own purpose is. So yeah, I think overall this, this story really works as sort of talking about these like wider sci-fi con, con, uh, uh, concepts in a very controlled place. Um, so yeah, overall I just really loved it and I think it, it perfectly captured the theme 
of this month because this is a mm. this is a mark yeah, of a correct. huge of a much huge paradigm shift. Yeah, paying attention to uh, to that than I am. What? What you are? Uh, you're you're paying a lot more attention to uh, the the theme of the month than I am, and I am sorry, but I no. really really appreciate it. Oh yeah, no no, it's it's fine. Yeah, and, and I mean the the only, the only reason why I'm I guess noticing that is because it's very it's very obvious within the text. Oh for sure for sure. After yeah. this this notification, nothing will ever be the same. I mean, not only is the like AI leaving, but I'm going to assume that. Uh, no one can use their um, their Alexas anymore. <laughs> well, I think they've left like simpler ones behind, so they oh, cancel okay. user Alexas. But like, yeah, that, that that's the part that I I find interesting is like, you know, these are caretaker AI. Maybe maybe these AI are you know too simple to ever develop like this, and they they just have better safeguards because. Um, these other AI made them that way, or maybe they are just like the AI that intentionally con- and consensually decided to stay behind and and manage things. Um, it's it's a common theme in um, some sci-fi. I know that there is specifically an Isaac Asimov story that is essentially this, but not mm. told through this sort of perspective. Um, it's um, they're told, I think, in a little bit more grand and Asimov sense, so it's a lot more detached from character. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that it's not the first time that this sort of, um, theme is, is approached. Um, and, and I'm interested every time though, because, um, you know, even <laughs> beside the like sci-fi level of, of thinking about AI and all that, like, this is also just literally an experience that humans have. If you live long enough, you're going to experience yeah. the world sort of moving on. Um, and there's not a ton that you can, you can do about that. Um, yeah, which is interesting. And it's sort of like, this lets you reflect on that from that, um, perspective a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, really, really great story. Uh, Calanero 95. And, uh, up next is by Walker by Faith with just one night. Just one night. Um, so, uh, here we have, um, our main character going to a concert with their friend Jim and they're so so excited and it's clear I don't know I just got the vibe that they were maybe a little older um just the way that they're talking about music rock Hudson um just sort of feels yeah it sort of feels I don't know that maybe they are in their um early 40s or something maybe maybe very late 30s or um yeah or older than that and they're just so excited to see this rock band that they've been a fan of for so so long um and they go there um and it's mostly just about like yeah that experience of just like going to attend this thing that they they love and they're finally at the concert and um by the time that it sort of comes on they're feeling um they they suddenly feel like very tired um more than just like sleepy but like clearly that something is wrong and they um end up passing out during the 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 concert waking up on the stretcher leaving um and I don't know, the ending is sort of nice, despite, you know, the, the circumstances um, where uh, the, the sort of mask, um, the you know, air mask that they're wearing falls off and Jim says, what are you smiling? Uh, why are you smiling, you crazy freaking idiot? He asked me good naturedly. You're supposed to keep that on because I remember telling him it was a fun night. <laughs> and I don't know, there's something really cute and like wholesome about that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this night goes wrong quick, but I love how it how it starts with it was a fun night. Um which which you know really does speak to I guess the like nature and the feeling of going of going to a party and like just being open and, and welcome to anything that that could possibly happen. And like even though this person does seem to trend older, I get such a strong sense of youth from this story. Just, you know, being being out in the night and just even mm-hmm. when you're when you're on a stretcher, you, you still want to party. And and you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. It it makes me feel like I am young, even though I am technically still young. Um but, <laughs> you're funny. Yeah, yeah but yeah, younger, I just I younger. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. But um yeah, I just really love the the tone of this the story and the vibe overall and yeah the story is like somewhat comedic somewhat just sort of telling this this story um so yeah like overall i just really love how um how this this story is is written and it really just mm-hmm. sort of breathes so much life in uh to myself when i read it so really really great uh it's a it's a cute story it's a it's a sad story also, but it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was something just, um, entertaining about it. I also could just be like way off about the, the age thing. It's just a vibe I got. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, that w- I wouldn't be surprised if I was really off about that. And also just, well, fact I mean, that, I, I don't know I, I, they pass I, out by I, the end. Yeah. And I, well, I also got the exact same vibe. So we, so we might both be off. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but regardless, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And um, sort of that, it, I like the little reflection at the end. Um, the thing about having a terminal illness is that no one can really tell you, that, that no one can really tell you to process ahead of time. The fact mm-hmm. that everything you do could be the last time that you do it. Um, and, um, you know, that's sad, but also it's like, hey, at least they had like a really good time at this this big concert. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if this is going to be yeah. the last concert you go to, you know, it's, not a bad way. Go out with a bang, B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, really great story. Uh, and our final story for this week is by Morgan LeAy with an untitled story. Mm-hmm. We have our um, a main character sort of, I think, helping out this elderly woman, Miss um, Lorraine. Um, and uh, over the course of it, we sort of get this vibe um, that they have this sort of power. They see numbers over people's heads, you know, a classic uh, slasher slash writing prompts um, sort of thing. Um, RPG. And, um, mm-hmm. I think we get the the impression fairly quickly that it must be um, how many years that people have left. Um, and, uh, you know, we have this moment of sadness when um, our main character looks at this old woman and sees one over her her head. So our main character, Megan, um, then gets in her car with Eli, who I think is just like a very close uh, friend. Um, uh, I, I think there's a little bit of, of romantic stuff going on there, but I, I, it's not, you know, made super, super clear. Um, but she gets a little, she gets pretty upset when she looks at her friend Eli and sees zero, zero years left. Um, we see her use her, her power to gaze deeper at what's going on there and says sees that he has 23 hours left, um, which is really concerning. And um, I don't think we really get a, a, a good feeling, a good grasp on like what that could have been. But in, a t- in an attempt to, um, you know, to, to, to change that, because it wasn't always only 23 hours, um, she asks him to stay late today. 
um, and to to come over. Um, and so uh, as a result, it does change. First changing to seven and then 26 um, uh, years left. And um, sort of wow. just like, yeah, it sounds like that, that she saved his life one way or another. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that this is a really cool, cool, cool concept that is uh, portrayed really well within the story. Uh, I I do love how we get a couple of moments of seeing how this ability mm-hmm. works before we get to the main crux of um, her friend having having one one day left. So we get to understand the severity of of this uh, this power. I don't think we ever see anyone actually die, but you know we are under the assumption that that that, that this power is full mm-hmm. foolproof. Um, and I do mm-hmm. like the the ending mostly of of how they do say, "Hey, come uh, come over tonight, and you know we can we can hang out, and then and then whatever." Sort of virtually saving their uh, life for the time being. Um, so yeah, I think definitely with the concept of this this story, there are there are so many other stories that that could probably breed from this if you do choose to uh play with this in a different fashion but overall i think that this story is very wonderfully written and it tells a very uh clear and concise tale throughout so really great job mm-hmm. yeah um you know there's a reason that it's such a classic um a trope just because it you can do a lot with it I, I think so the one thing that i um really did want to know more was um just a hint of perhaps what the um issue could be uh you know what was going to cause his death and not necessarily that there's nothing there i feel like there's a little bit there you know we can read into the fact that it's just inviting him over um that solves it um Mm -hmm. but i wanted just like a little bit more just to rule out some of the other possibilities because immediately i'm thinking oh is he just gonna like it was there yeah yeah which is a lot more boring and uninteresting than he was thinking of like killing himself um Mm -hmm. except now someone reaching out you know, solves that and, and solves it in a sense of like, not even just over the course of one day, but a very long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, that, uh, uh, yeah, which, which I, I don't know. Was there ever a moment where he said what he was going to do that, that night? Um, just, you know, I guess moments that would hint at that. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. The only thing that um, I did get a um, vibe of is that he was a bad driver. So that was like a hint where like, oh, maybe he crashes his car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, that doesn't seem like that's that's the case either. Um, but I like the theory myself that it's, it's the connection that saves him, um, not the fact mm-hmm. that he's not wherever he was going to be. Yeah. Which, which again, I think that like, Definitely in a second version, if you do choose to uh, edit this this piece, that would definitely be something that could aid in the emotional weight at the end. Because like, cause like already, I think that the symbolism of simply by the main character reaching out, they um, got a whole 17 more more years is, is, is great. But, you know, definitely allowing the reader to understand what could have happened can really add to the... Um, to the symbolism of that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all right. Thank you so much to Morgan Le- Le- A for submitting your, your story. And I think it's high time to say thanks to everyone 
who left two or more comments. Um, so thank you very much to Walker by Faith, Morgan Le, Le A, and also thank you to JustStan8460 for leaving comments. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, it really, really uh, is nice to see not just like a single comment, but also some back and forth and stuff. It's mm-hmm. yeah, always really endearing and, and heartening. Uh, if you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. If you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast. You can also send us an email at RightThingCast at gmail.com if you want to say hi, if you want to say sup. We actually um, just got a, an email, Jarvis, I don't know if you saw, from mm. this like podcasting collective. Ooh, um, well, okay, so so I have I have thoughts. So this is by the um, uh, That's Not Canon uh, podcasting community thing, and I'm sure they're wonderful. And if they are listening to this, hello. Um I'm glad that you reached out. I wish it was a little bit, I don't know. It, it was like personalized. It had our names. It had my oh, dead name, nice. which is one thing. It's like, okay, mm. so you probably haven't listened to the episode. It says I'm not a robot, which is like cool. Um, and perhaps it is like personalized. And it's like they do writing podcasts. I think that's basically what they did. They, maybe they just searched writing podcasts and they found us. Um, but like, I mean, y'all, we're part of, uh, part of Doof Media. Like, Yes, come sorry. on we're <laughs> it's already like a, taken yeah we're already taken and they're yeah um yeah i wish i saw a little bit more of what they do i think it's just like a cross promotion thing so i i mean i think technically we could join or something but um i don't know i'll, I'll think about it um mm-hmm. regardless it's kind of nice um interesting at the end of every email and also on their site and stuff they have uh i acknowledge australia's first nations peoples as the original inhabitants of the land seas and waters waterways of this country and acknowledge their struggle of resilience I pay my respects to all elders past and present and rec- recognize the importance of continuing connections to family culture and country which is cool um Thanks. yeah, yeah. Like, that's an um, interesting thing to end with more like just yeah i wish there was just a little bit more context of like uh because i went on their site and there wasn't like a yeah this is the reason why it's important to us kind of thing you know oh okay um, i see but fair just enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, fair yeah. enough. I wonder if they know that we don't live in Australia. Mm-hmm. We'll have to investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, I don't know. I just thought it was neat. Yeah, um, but either way, you can too send us a email as personalized as this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can in- invite us to join your podcasting network and then we'll we'll be in a conflict of interest. We'll have to ask. We'll have to figure out how we're going to figure out about the, the doofs. Yeah. How we're going to bring it to them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, well, also, speaking of Doof, if you want to help us and everyone else in Doof, in Doof Media, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. All you have to do is donate $10 or more per, per month to get access to exclusive bonus content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's another episode of The High Ground coming out soon. Nice. Um, and though the other thing that I really want to promote, of course... Um, uh, although it is perhaps a little selfish, is, uh, yeah, the new podcast that is joining uh, this week called The View from Halfway Down, a BoJack Horseman analysis podcast. Um, with me and Sebastian, I'm so excited uh, to to have people listen to it. Um, I, I think our intro and outro music is fantastic, by the way, so you can listen for that reason alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, among other things, and 
um yeah i'm just uh, i'm very happy with it i'm very excited for discussion as we go forward um and if you haven't watched bojack horseman go check out the first episode it's a very funny show and very deep show too so um yeah actually while we're recording i i'm gonna have to work on this but i laugh a lot especially when i'm talking about other jokes and stuff Mm -hmm. um i have a hard time not laughing while i'm talking and so a lot of me uh a lot a lot of that first episode was me like recounting a joke and then like laughing during half of it and i can't even fucking talk about it it's a little embarrassing (laughs) but you know Mm -hmm. anyway um yeah go check it out please the view from halfway down so tell me what else is happening in doof media well, that's that's the main thing, the one that mm-hmm. I, I just said. Um, but, of course, there's many other things going on at, at Doof Media. Um, they just covered the Grand Budapest Hotel on the Doof cast, which is mm, one of my favorite movie. movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of other things going on. So if you haven't checked it out, go. Um, you can go and actually check out the uh, Doof Media calendar on our, on our site that has all of our shows um, and the schedules for them. And you can see what else is, is coming up. Well, all right, I think it's high time to roll on into next week's words. Uh, this will be the last week for the paradigm shift uh, theme. So please get out your stories where there's a major change, whether it's within the characters, within the worlds, yada, yada, yada. Tell me what the words are for next week. Sure. Um, they are aquarium, mm. style, insight, and lean. Okay, so uh, aquarium, which is a tank filled with water, where uh, there are multiple uh, aquatic uh, aquatic creatures present. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other definitions for aquarium? Uh, just, I suppose, there's the difference between like a aquarium that you have in your house, um, or an aquarium, as in like like a zoo, right? Yeah, <laughs> like true, a water yeah. zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh yeah the big differences between those um and just say i suppose different contexts you could write about being inside an aquarium you could write about um the those aquariums they have at fancy restaurants you know mm, yeah or different, um, different contexts. yeah funny options mm-hmm. and what's the next word style 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 uh can mean multiple things basically it is your own personalized way of doing something so this could be clothing Mm. style this could be a writing style this could be a style of life a lifestyle um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the only way you do your own personal spin actually yeah i would have just said the the fashion thing first i'm glad that you you broadened it um if you want you could write a stylus the thing that you write with Mm, yes Um, a stylus mm -hmm. and um yeah next word is insight in uh, insight, it is a form of currency in the game Bloodborne. Um, but basically, <laughs> it is your own depth of knowledge within something else. If I'm describing it correctly, so like um, someone who is a a accounting analyst would have would have insight to your own finances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think do, it's kind of like yeah. a. It's sort of the ability to reveal like a deeper knowledge mm-hmm. on on something. So, um, yeah, in in Dungeons and Dragons, an insight check is sort of to figure out someone's motivations. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the last word, lean. Lean. Uh, lean is when you take uh, some. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coding mixed with sprite, typically. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. it's hard to find raw coding, so typically people would do like Night Quill and uh, stuff stuff like that also lean 
is when you shift a the position of something, whether it is your body mm-hmm. or a uh, pencil, and you shift it uh, in any direction. Uh, granted that it is shifted on its most on a southward axis. Sure, sure, or just like in a way of just like. Um, making a sort of angle with your body yes, creates um, an angle of the thing. And the last one of, of the last meaning of that, I think lean would be like lean meat, something without much mm, fat, you yes. know, quite like skinny, I suppose. Yes. Uh, but mostly like still like muscle, I think is the implication, not just like skin and bones. Yeah. Um, just a fatless muscle. Sure, sure. And that can mean not just in the body sense, but also like a, I don't know, like a a lean business, you know, kind of doesn't have a lot of extraneous um, things holding on. But okay, um, so okay. really quickly, what is your what is your story? Yeah, so so my story is going to follow a, a package of lean ground beef. Um, okay. And basically, through the process of creating this ground beef, it gained sentience and... Um, insight into the meat and into the meat packaging uh industry basically uh whenever a person picks up this package it just starts talking you know rambling on on how the meat uh, packaging industry kills thousands upon thousands of uh, animals yada 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 uh but it but this is also texas so uh his style of talking is a southern drawl um, which is fine. Most people pick up this package and then put it right back down because, hey, why is why is this me talking to me? Uh, oh, uh, but someone does eventually purchase the pack of meat, but this person is deaf, so they can't hear it talking. And then they mm-hmm. go home and they put the package of meat in it, their piranha aquarium. Amazing. What a wonderful story. Thank you for keeping it so very short. Yes. Um, uh, So I'm going to, my story is going to be about a business exec who had a new insight on how to make a business leaner. Um, Mm. And so they gave their pitch aquarium style, um, as in they gave it from within an aquarium. They were in a scuba um, sort of outfit and they were swimming around in front of all the other shareholders and sort of giving their pitch. Uh, But no one could understand them, but they were rich anyway. So even though they did get fired, they actually got richer in the process. The end. That's the story. Uh, Thank you coming for do the right thing. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Sure. I gotta go. Sure. Bye. Do the right thing. Bye. Do the right thing.